episode 83 of Strange Brow Radio. How are you? My name is Tobe Johnson, and today's guest is Alex Whit Colton. It's time for Ales and Tales. It's always good to talk to Alex, and we're a bit behind schedule. Try to do it once a month, but uh, we'll get into all the reasons why. And I think you'll like this episode. Good to catch up with my friend up north. All right, well, in the case of catching up on what's going on with all the new Alchemy Sound tools, you can do that at Etsy. Go to Feral by Aaron, all one word, E-R-Y-N, for museum-quality sound tools. Check them out, beautiful museum-quality sound tools at Feral by Aaron. All right, coming up next, Ales and Tales. We'll be right back. All right, middle of the year, 2020. It's been a roller coaster of a year, I think, for most of us. And I'm glad you tuned into this. If there's one source of normalcy on this podcast, it's uh, making sure that we're out each and every week for you. Monday, actually, we come out Sunday evening, truth be told. Uh, Monday morning, we put out a new episode and... We are, as I said, a little behind with our monthly episode of Ales and Tales, and we get into why that is. Uh, In Alex's case, he's been busy uh, repairing some damage uh, lost, and he'll get into exactly what got damaged and what's happening now. So, interesting story. Something you probably could uh, never really make up. So... um, more than that in a second with Alex, but I did want to mention uh, YouTube. If you get a chance, type in Strange Brow Radio on YouTube and just uh, watch a video and click the little thumbs up button. doesn't help if you click the thumbs down button, but if you feel like it, just don't press anything at all. Um, if you can, though, go click up the thumbs up button on videos when you watch them. Not enough people are, are doing that, and I hardly mention it, so... That helps uh, get more eyeballs on the channel, in which case we can do more in the future with the podcast. So uh, subscribing, of course, is another one. Also, check out, if you would, the patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio Patreon page. There's a lot on there, as I've said before. And then uh, strangebrowradio.com. There's little places that you can go on there that uh, would help us, including the merchandise store and... um, you can get a hold of all sorts of gear, Strange Brow Radio gear. So, that's that. Okay, topic today, ales and tails. A can of this, a can of that, in both of our hands. And then we go down the road of the uh, psychological impact uh, with friends, family, and yourself looking into all of these rabbit holes. So, interesting conversation with my friend, Alex Whitcomb and Ales and Tales. All right. Hello, Alex. Hello, Tube. Yeah, man. So it's going good here. How are you? Ah, wonderful. Can't be better, actually. 
Yeah, yeah the birds are literally chirping on your shoulder. They, I hear that. They literally are. Literally are. Know. Yeah, I feel like a Disney princess out here. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, love is in the air, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't help but uh, hear the birds chirp. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I uh, I thought today, we'll just cut to the chase here, uh, we are going to talk about uh, the psychology of the supernatural, and we'll get there eventually, but um, mm-hmm. it's something that I think anyone who listens to this show hears us lean down that road, at least myself, more often than not, because it, it profoundly affects individuals to a degree where they have to live with it in a world where the reality that they live in is is not exactly comfortable hearing about their new expanded perspective so um exactly yeah that's where we'll be heading today and um but before we do that i do want to uh, celebrate here with um our ales and tales tradition i picked up for today's show uh la gonutis little something something ale away smooth silky ipa and um yeah it was uh at one of the grocery stores uh, just down the road. And, you know, again, with the labels, right? The, they're trying to suck you in every time. You just rattled that off. I could barely keep up with that. Oh, there's a uh, enunciation be below it here. So let me make sure I got it right. Okay. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Little something. And something is S-U-M-P-I-N. So not little something, but little something. Little something. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's see what we got here. Mm. Yeah, it smells like an IPA. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty good. That's a good uh, summer summer choice right there. Nice. Yeah. And what do you got? Okay, uh, Tofino Brewing Company. I picked this one up because um, I just last week delivered a huge driftwood sign for one of the new hotels there. And yeah, it was an in and out job. Uh, didn't get to enjoy Tofino too much, but uh, I thought I'd pick up a beer from there. So I have a kelp stout. Yes, kelp stout. Yeah, so let's you dig did, in. You did say kelp. I did say kelp, yes. Kelp. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought there kelp. was hope. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, it's a dark, rich, full-bodied ale brewed with locally harvested kelp, giving oh, a yeah. unique umami-type quality <laughs> to this complex beer. Oh, let's see if there's umami here. Okay. Oh, and I'm drinking it out of my new Sasquatch mug. Ooh, yeah, nice. my my girlfriend. Okay. Ooh. That was Looks a... good. Looks good. Yeah. I'm get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you pouring it off in a glass? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, a Sasquatch mug. No, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sasquatch crossing. Mm. Um. Mm. I don't think kelp should be in beer. <laughs> no. 
You're just you know, now I, figuring that out. I was worried I lo- about you. <laughs> I love seaweed and I love kelp. I love eating it, but uh, no beer. That would be a delicious. That would that would be a friggin' perfect stout if it weren't for the kelp. Oh and, uh, root, Yeah. Save it. Okay. Save it for uh, I'm, bait I'm gonna or put, something. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put that one aside. <laughs> uh, well, you next time go for the whale blubber brew, or... <laughs> the ambergris, <laughs> right, um, right, amber ambergris pale ale, <laughs> right. This is CM CN enemy IPA that I yeah. brought aboard. <laughs> oh, well, so um, you know that's the point of this. There is you got to give uh, you got to give a try to to something oh my new. God. I gotta get some water here. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? That good? <laughs> oh, yeah, that good. Sorry, Tofino Brewing Company. <laughs> mm. Okay, there we go. Refreshed. Nice. Yeah, All right, rinse yeah, the palate. Yep. Hey, since we last talked, it's been a while. It's actually been over a month, so we. Um, Darn. The, peop- the people have not been able to hear their Alex and uh, well yes. over. 30 days so we are behind oh schedule how are that, they doing so. they must be they must be like chomping at the bit there i have heard so much uh, it's been, <laughs> been all positive but they they're jonesing for you to bring it today so all right all right <laughs> hey let's bring up real quick sarah and yeah. uh, tell a little yeah. bit about uh who sarah is and what you're doing with sarah okay sarah is a velociraptor um, that I, a driftwood velociraptor that I built oh, probably about a year and a half ago. And it was for a public art uh, driftwood initiative that uh, I wanted to, I really wanted to see more driftwood public art out in on the beaches and trails out here. So um, I put a little fundraiser together, got enough money to uh, spend some time and, and build this uh 10 foot long velociraptor uh with razor sharp teeth and 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 gnarly claws and and uh and a menacing glare uh and i put her out on the beach for everyone to enjoy and lo and behold everyone enjoyed and uh recently in the past week um she got vandalized like totally trashed I've had my sculptures tampered with before, but this was absolutely deliberate. Let's smash the living ass out of this velociraptor. Uh, her teeth were all smashed out, uh, head ripped off, arms ripped off. It was uh, it was pretty brutal. And I'm okay with that because I know the risks of putting uh, my art out into the public. Um, I, I have this vulnerability. I'm okay with it. I know the risks, uh, the positives of everybody enjoying the art far, far outweigh the negatives of one asshole coming along and, and messing with it. Uh, so yeah, it got trashed. Um, and I went out and saw Sarah and decided, yeah, it's, it, there's no, fixing Sarah it's no quick fix so I I put out there on Facebook that uh, I'm gonna take her apart and return her wooden bones to the beach 
and uh, and set her adrift for an, another adventure. Uh, but the community didn't uh, want that. They wanted to see her restored. So they stepped up. Um, the comments on all the Facebook uh, posts were just incredible. Uh, so much support for, from the community. It, it was amazing. And, and quite a few um, comments about setting up a fundraiser to, uh, to raise the funds to uh, restore uh, the sculpture. So yeah, I set up a quick GoFundMe it out there and within four hours i hit the goal and with it the next day uh i doubled the goal and then and then a bit more so i've got uh, i've got enough to restore sarah fully and uh make a new sculpture which i'm so excited about <laughs> oh that's awesome. and then anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about you can still go on drifted creations and see the the old picture of the way things were and then the, the crazy amount of damage uh, that was done to this. Now to open up a conspiracy, possible conspiracy, is there, mm-hmm. is there any mm-hmm. competitors around Quadra Island that want there to... There aren't. There no, aren't. Okay. No, <laughs> closest competitors are South Island and I know them both and I know they wouldn't do anything okay. like that. So yeah, so yeah, just a reckless team I do, out there. I do appreciate the conspiracy notion. That, um, you do. <laughs> yeah, I've had a, I actually had a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the best one I heard was, "Oh yeah, I know you did this yourself, just so you could raise enough money for for cake and, <laughs> cake and beach towels this summer." Or something. So, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, collect the insurance money. Gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, it's uh, yeah. it's doubled. It's it's fund, and yeah, within four hours, that's that, that says a lot. I mean, people are paying it attention does. to yeah who you yeah. are and what you've done, and they're they're yeah. waiting with their pocketbooks. Yeah, yeah, they really love it. Um, uh, I have I've put myself out there in the community and added uh, to the I guess cultural value of uh of this place and uh and people really appreciate that so i in turn i appreciate uh what they do uh back you know yeah yeah well here's to uh sarah so the build will begin uh shortly and how long will it take you to put her back together or build a new one you're gonna work on a brand new one probably probably about a week no we're gonna use the original uh original structure uh, but she had to be taken apart completely so starting from the legs up yep yep i mean if you were to take the prop out of jurassic park and detail it in driftwood with all the muscles and the eyes and especially the mouth and the way it's leaning for it it's as good as anything i mean it's camera ready as far as driftwood art is capable of doing you you took it to the you can only go so, so far with driftwood that I know of. You can't make it actually breathe and run, but it's just no. right under <laughs> breathing and running and biting someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to I like to put that realism in. Yeah, make it uh, make it look as expressive mm-hmm. as possible. And I saw oh. your original. Like you posted, you just kind of toying around the first year you were doing driftwood, and the difference between 
where you were originally and where you are now. Yeah, you saw you saw that first sculpture, eh? The yeah, she, Sheila, the Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah, um, huge difference, huge difference. And I'd like to look back at that and and see how far I've come in uh, in such a short period of time. Um, I I always love pushing the boundaries and 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 stretching the limitations and seeing what else could be done. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's you know in a in a few years time it's going to be the same. I think you know I'm going to look back at uh, what I created uh, just earlier this year and 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 view it the same way. Uh, yeah, I'm always going, always moving forward. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, it's been fun watching you. I don't want to use the word progress, but it's been you know, amazing, not just fun, amazing and intimidating and awe-inspiring watching you, <laughs> oh, you thanks, work. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. We got to get you down here. Driftwood's harder to get a hold of in the yeah. United States, uh, especially up here in Washington. Although you'd yeah. never know just how many legal restrictions are on the parks by the way they celebrate Fourth of July here, which I talked a little bit about in the last episode. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was it was pandemonium. They absolutely just let it all hang out on 4th of July as though there's no government regulations at all anywhere yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Children are running around with bloody stumps, doing shots. It's just, it's nuts. <laughs> but driftwood, oh my gosh. Take a yeah. shell or driftwood home. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, so one other thing I want to mention too is that you're eventually, and you'll let me know when you're ready, uh, and your girlfriend Mm -hmm. um, to be a part of doing a strange stroll. So when you're ready, when when you're ready to pop that, you come up with uh, the beginning of your adventure for uh, the folks to send you. Alex, on your own adventure in Canada, and uh, you know, I've been doing 30 minutes because the camera will record without, it only oddly enough, when you do these DSLRs or DLSR, I forget if you put the S in front of the L or the L in front of the S um, they only go for 29 minutes and 59 seconds which is weird, so that's where the 30 minute challenge comes from, is without the edit, but um so the last two have been typical kind of creepy locations. Uh, we did the um, the uh, haunted cemetery, wilderness cemetery, and then uh, the the last one we did was the condemned farmhouse. So for the third one, if you don't uh, have a strange stroll ready to go, uh, your choices will be coming up here shortly, and I'm narrowing it down between a couple of different. Let's just say, um, you know, original costumes for you to send me out in, and we'll, we'll we'll get into how that will happen here. I think I've got the two that I I want to go with, so that'll be coming up. But if you want to check out the previous thirty minutes alone at the condemned farmhouse, there may be some action. Well, I definitely had a couple visitors show up. Um, that was unexpected, but I may have caught something. On what's called the Necrophonic Spirit Box, which is just a DR60 scan uh, over this app that I uploaded to my iPhone, which may or may just be all hooey, but it's $9 of fun. 
But here's the kicker, is that I actually brought the app yesterday to visit Ron Moore. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you cut okay. off there for a second. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. As I'm standing in the woods with, uh, with Ron Moorhead, I break out the Necrophonic app, and he has a friend with him. And so I explained to them exactly what I just explained to you guys. And I said, okay, what's the guy's name over here to my left? And they said his name. And then I said, okay, what's the guy's name over here with a cowboy hat on? And they said, Ron. On the spirit box. Yeah, I mean, so the the way it does is it scans through several different options of vowels, consonants, and possible words. But when you get sentences or when you get names and you're asking for names, it turns into a more interesting possibility because Edward and Ron, you know, they're common enough names. It's not like Xavier or something. But, you know, either the phone has been listening you know, spying on me, collecting the data from me saying those names that's in my pocket. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So they were pretty freaked out by it. Um, And then I said, okay, what's my... Two in a row, that's pretty good. Yeah, and they were less than... Oh, they were definitely less than 90 seconds apart from asking. Wow. Um, So that that happened. So when you go back and you watch this strange stroll at strangebrowradio.com, you can see... uh, Make up your own mind. The app is called Necrophonic. Now, I want to ask you real quick. Have you heard of another app called Randonaut? I have, yeah. Okay. What do you know know about this? Okay. Uh, Apparently uses some kind of quantum technology to uh, send you to locations where there might... It's it's almost like a... Oh, what's the term for it? Like a psychic questing, right? Right. Um, like geocache, yeah. uh, quantum yeah. psychic style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I used it a couple times. Uh, but you know what? It's really unintuitive. Like, I couldn't quite figure it out. Uh, the terminology was... Uh, I, just, I just didn't really get it. Uh, so I, I did use it a couple times um around my local area it it highlighted some you know private property locations mm-hmm. which i could, couldn't really go on uh but the fir- the very first time i used it uh it sent me down uh to a location which i have visited before and i have access to it's private property it's a derelict old cabin <clears throat> that i have definitely definitely felt stuff there before i haven't gone into the cabin uh just uh out of respect i know someone uh um, died there and uh but i i know i know for sure there there's something hanging around there's a there's energy hanging around there uh so that was very interesting that it should send me right to that location and it, it on the map it was like boom that's the cabin so that was that was really that was really cool and the question turns out to be, if this is all hooey, and, and yeah. they somehow are just uploading creepy locations from Google Maps, uh, how do they know certain specific things about what you want to look for? Because it's not just weird, creepy locations. Like, if you want to set your intention, I guess, on you know, going to a happy place like Disneyland, 
you, I don't know if you type that in. I've heard it's not intuitive, like you're saying. Some of the yeah, language yeah. and jargon is just kind of like these weird coded words. You know, it's just almost yeah, like they're yeah. trying too hard to be cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. yeah. And and in, in trying too hard to be cool, it's like, well, I don't even understand that. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you felt that way. Cause... Oh, I totally did. Okay. I totally did. When I looked I at it, like, I'm like... I don't. I guess I'm not. I dumb. I have no idea. Give me a you know a, a game of Cubert right now. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, I know. I I had WTF scrolling yeah. past my eyes like the entire time. So, yeah. So we watched a couple of YouTube channels of uh, people using it for the first time, and they were immediately reluctant because it immediately sent them to really creepy dark places. One mm-hmm. of the guys. Uh, is sent with his girlfriend to um, an overhang, uh, uh, a railroad crossing that crosses over the road, and yeah. uh, a railroad bridge. And under the bridge is a Dybbuk box. I mean, what are the chances what? that there is a Dybbuk box in the brush where this thing's sending you? Then you and I have a close friend that was sent to a place in Pennsylvania, and they were sent to the Leviathan Cross spray-painted on the wall. The only thing was is at the same moment, their significant other was Googling uh, history on the Leviathan Cross. Um, Whoa. Okay. There is a, uh, two teenage gals on TikTok recording themselves using it, and they went down to Alki Beach, which is the fancy part of Seattle, and they saw a suitcase on the beach. They right. Open it, okay. They op- I heard op- about this. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. that's just, you know, when I was w- working for Uber, that's where all the wealthy people hung out. So you'd hang out there in your Uber waiting for a ride. Uh, very strange. Um, huh. Human rem- human remains found inside the suitcase because of rando. Yeah. Not so. Um, yeah. I it's I don't think I'm going to be downloading it myself, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe I, I took it off my I took it off my device, but yeah. uh, maybe, maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe I should just like uh, you know find some tutorial to figure out the fucking language. <laughs> you know, and I would yeah, just yeah, love first, to talk. Yeah. I want to talk to the inventors of these things. Like the inventor of this uh, Necrophonic app would be a, a really great interview because yeah. a lot of people swear by it, but it's an app, and most most. Spirit app things on phones are all BS. Um, and yeah. then, of course, this one would be interesting as well as far as quantum computing. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the quantum computing thing. But to me, if, you, if you're getting hits, hits like that, and I did get a hit, it's, it seems more like uh, not not so much to do with the app, but uh, to do with you and, and your, your intention mm-hmm. and using, mm-hmm. you know, a piece of technology to, as a, as an intuitive, uh, intuitive tool, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and I, I think d- that's their claim is that you're basically merging yeah, with machine yeah. and working cohesively based on quantum computing to set your intention. And so yeah. that's their claim. Uh, at your own discretion, you can read about this. It's called Rando Not, I think N A U, like an astronaut. Um, not quite sure the history of the word. It's a very strange logo of like a broken owl's head hanging mm-hmm. off the neck. Um, not quite sure what that means, but uh, strange stuff. And um, 
Well, let's uh, let's move along here to uh, the topic of the show, which um, kind of gets into uh, the world of synchronicity and uh, the quantum, and that is the uh, psychology of the supernatural. Something that uh, you know everyone who's listened to us, I've, I think, uh, knows that we feel strongly about the importance of digging into this, mm-hmm. and you don't really know how to begin the, the, the conversation except to say uh, speaking to, to witnesses over the years and uh, not so I wish I could say you know people in my own family uh, have somehow mentored me how to deal with leaning into the supernatural but that's, that's really not the case it's through the school of hard knocks of understanding that uh, it's a powerful worldview shift and not that everybody correct. not yeah. everybody can handle it so um, yeah. how do, do you want to start first oh, well <laughs> yeah talk about world shift world shifting reality busting um, I mean personally my own my own experiences with uh, the strange with the paranormal with uh, with the odd uh, things that uh, randomly seem to randomly just come into my life uh, has been a huge, huge, huge influence on on my worldview, uh, on my on my psyche. It's and having had almost almost a lifetime of experiences, um, it doesn't stop either like it it you have one paranormal experience and all of a sudden uh things are kind of blown wide open in your head you're you're thinking wider you're thinking um um about stuff you wouldn't normally think of and and you let that settle in you do some research you you talk to other people and and then another experience happens and it just compounds and compounds and wow uh yeah if you were to talk to me even like five years ago i i was a very different person um uh in terms of in terms of psychology um i i have had quite a few experience experiences since then that have just just bust my 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 perception of of reality cracked it open even more and more so yeah it's um it's definitely a reality in my life where these things change you mm-hmm. and and you if you don't change if you don't uh um if you don't accept them and and accept the the change that goes along with it uh and i've seen this before it kind of screws you up uh, and you start to uh withdraw into yourself and yeah it's uh it's not a pretty sight i've i've seen that happen to people yeah it's a type of trauma to a degree yeah. now uh, is every trauma a trauma, a violence, a, a horrific act. I don't think so. It's a sudden shift. It's, a, it's such a traumatic shift that your brain is reorganizing, especially if it's a quick experience. 
You know, if you're if your experience yeah. is suddenly you're immersed in magic or you're immersed in let's just say an alien abduction. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen uh, Mysterious Encounters, the new uh, Unsolved Mysteries on on Netflix, but they do a really good job at talking to the, uh, I believe it's the Berkshire abduction case on the East Coast and interviewing witnesses that have all been trauma bonded to some degree through PTSD. It was a mass abduction, I believe. And um, so really interesting 55 minutes on Unsolved Mysteries. Watch that episode. It just uh, got uploaded. But the the idea of trauma bonding with other people you don't know can be very traumatizing to people you do know. Because now you have friends. (laughs) You You never would have had these friends before. You have nothing in common with them. I mean, yeah. this this could be, you know, the guy that uh, runs to every, every super progressive uh, event and some redneck that goes to an NRA event. Those yeah. guys experience this trauma to some degree or witness the supernatural, and now they are bonded to some degree and end up you know working together to try to find answers and now you've left behind loved ones who are just <laughs> in awe of your new set of friends and yeah that's a it's an interesting beginning to the psychological ramifications of uh, how this would work definitely yeah uh trauma well yeah i can speak to that for sure um and not all trauma. Well, yeah, trauma is a. I I view it now as 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 a opportunity to to progress in in some uh, self, mm-hmm. some matter of self, and and take a look at myself and and uh, see if I can better myself through through that trauma. Uh, yeah, uh, some people they can't handle it. They just, they just, you know, go inside. But uh, and I, I haven't, I haven't done the bonding thing with someone through trauma because I haven't really experienced uh, that before. But I, I totally know, mm. uh, I can get what you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the phrases yeah. I heard that you just touched on was transcending versus acquiescing. So there's a sense of progression, understanding, transcending versus, well, this is going to upset the apple cart. I can't go forward with this. I certainly can't dig into it. And you acquiesce this part of your life. You, you don't challenge yourself to go deeper. You stay in the shallow end of the pool for the sake of safety. It's the insurance yeah. policy of the familiar that uh, yeah. you stay with. Um, I think eventually all that comes out sideways and uh, you end up, um, you know, under some kind of duress of an addiction, be it whatever that addiction is, to deal with it and self-medicate. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I've seen it happen. And, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not pretty. Uh, you, want, you want to help, but uh, <laughs> you can't really do much. Yeah. They, and again, they, this they doesn't. Have to, they have to do it themselves. This isn't something necessarily that uh, is a negative, uh, but let's uh, let's go over some of the signs, the three three signs 
that you've experienced something life-altering, worldview-changing. There is an external cause. You cannot traumatize yourself. Something or someone has to do it to you. So this factor is important in cases of negligence and personal injury. Suddenness or unexpectedness are key. Violation. Your body and or your mind are violated by unexpected and unwelcome intrusion. With many right. forms of this experience or trauma, the violation can be of a physical or sexual nature. Harassment, rape, uh, violent partners, uh, abduction. Uh, loss of control. The experience is unexpected, overwhelming, and beyond your control. And would be beyond the control of almost anybody else. So those are the three uh, big ones that come up as far as trauma is concerned. But I'd say you just take one of those experiences and you have yourself um, a traumatic event that may set you off into the world of post-traumatic stress disorder or some kind of st st symptomatic stress uh, disorder. Um, you know, you don't need all three of these to, to have that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Then there's the delusional aspect of the, what has just happened to you. So now you've experienced the supernatural singularity. Let's say you have a Sasquatch experience that's ultimately life-shattering, but let's say you have a Sasquatch experience that's completely otherworldly beyond the fact that it's a relic hominid very much you know in the world of magic mm -hmm. now now who do you go to you can't go to those who are out on the fringe who believe in a relic hominid now you have to look even deeper down the rabbit hole uh, uh, at this claim and how do you move forward with that without uh, ultimately risking what you know to be true which is really mm -hmm. the safest place for you to be, and risking your good name and everything that uh, has come along with with what you are. And, you know, maybe that gets tougher. I guess that probably, I'll ask you, wouldn't you think that that would be tougher to do the older you are than if you were young and experienced this? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, well, you, you get, uh, the older you get, you get yourself in certain patterns, certain habits, certain mm -hmm. um, perspectives on the world. And, and one, one experience comes along and shatters all that. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a, that's a hard thing. The older mm -hmm. you get for sure. Um, you know, I, I had my first like mind shattering experiences. What at age? Oh, geez. That was 2005. So mm -hmm. to, 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 to do the math out. Alex, uh, 30. So yes, I was a young 30 year old when I had my abduction experiences. And I, I, if that happened now and I hadn't had anything, um, yeah, <laughs> it would, I, I know it would be a lot harder for sure. Going through yeah. the, uh, list of symptoms, uh, suffering from some kind of traumatic or uh, stressful event like this. There's some interesting ones here, including physical numbness on the fingers, toes, and lips. I'd never heard that before. Huh. So associated with uh, a with, traumatic with event or, or those three PTSD? things. PTSD? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I can't say I've ever had that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have, but I think it's been work related. <laughs> also, a propensity of deep sense of betrayal, obsessiveness, exaggerated, startled responses, inability to concentrate, impaired memory, flashbacks, yeah. sleep problems, hypervigilance, enhanced environmental awareness, a greater respect for the natural world, a feeling of wanting to save the planet. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many times have you heard that after? Yes, uh, yeah. Alien abduction, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even from hardcore redneck. Absolutely. And um, I guess maybe the better word is not so much trauma-bonded, but maybe para-bonded with somebody in... Um, I'm reading over some of the notes here from Dr. John Mack, who uh, passed too quickly. And if anybody yeah. gets a chance to go look at his old articles online, just type in uh, Harvard professor, psychologist, or psychiatrist John Mack and his work on abduction experiences and working with, I think, over 200 abductees or reported abductees over 12 years. And he has profound notes and statements about uh, people that have experienced abductions and how they go on to uh, deal with it. He calls those that don't move on, those that basically acquiesce and don't transcend, uh, um, they suffer from atrophy of consciousness. Oh, I wow. Lo- I love that quote. Yeah. 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 That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. There was uh, this other great great quote here uh, talking about the nature of experiencing the supernatural is that the witnesses have moved into the divine and now taste God that's a (laughs) pretty powerful quote but uh, that is the way this is is that you have this sense of natural there's this weird natural familiar you get very familiar with approaching the supernatural when it's coming into your life constantly and it's and it's not nefarious um yeah. but there is this weird um spot that you get into where you can taste the divine do you understand what i mean i understand personally what you mean yes yeah. uh and on the flip side of that, uh, coming back from these experiences, um, it, it one of the symptoms, at least for me, is it becomes it became a lot harder to exist in the three D everyday world. <laughs> yeah, I, and it oh man, I had so much trouble um, dealing with. Uh, you know, physicality and nine to five Mm -hmm. stuff and just everyday banality. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I, I had several breakdowns just because of that. So, yeah. 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 I'm so glad to hear uh, another person talk about that because it almost sounds like Peter Pan syndrome where, you know, it's the arrested development of somebody who doesn't want to grow up or move on to the, having responsibilities or having a family but Mm -hmm. i can't imagine having what happened to me happen at an early age 
and then growing up to be a successful functioning person because <laughs> yeah here you are offered this 3d world when you've experienced 4d and 5d and yeah. the 3d world is this basically asking you to never talk about four and five um you know the banality of the 3d world experiencing that so early on it's kind of a catch-22. I mean, yeah, psychologically, it may rough you up more in your 40s than when you're four, but yeah. you don't have to. I mean, you could have lived your life before that and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in my 50s now. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do what I want. Right. But it's very <laughs> difficult to do that when you're four years old and the 3D world has set you up, you know, yeah. for this program. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. I think uh, this is a side note. I think the world of COVID is really going to make people speak truth. It's going to make them a lot more ballsy because they're not going to acquiesce to towing the part. I don't want to say the party line, but towing the worldview's perspective line anymore because uh, this, you know, this quarantine is roughing people up psychologically. I don't. Th I think they're going to seek out answers on their own a lot quicker and live these authentic lives. What do you think of that? I think that's true for sure. Uh, you know, early earlier on in the in the pandemic, I kept hearing the term global PTSD, and and whether or not that's uh, true or or valid. Uh, it got me thinking about that, you know, okay, yeah, I, as a, as a sufferer as a, uh, from PTSD, I still have trauma from 2005 that I still have to deal with. Uh, it still affects me to this day. Um, what does, what does that mean for global society uh, to, to be traumatized in, in this manner? And, and will we, will we, um, acquiesce or will we progress or you know will we transcend and mm -hmm. i'm i'm seeing a lot of transcendence uh yeah uh particularly in individuals and groups whether mm -hmm. we whether we see that uh mm -hmm. extend to to the global atmosphere mm -hmm. uh we just have to wait and see but uh it's it's definitely there i see it and um you know, maybe a little bit of something kicking in here because I'm a lightweight, but I'll speak my mind as far as I really think that the people that hear this episode, if you don't have someone that you've partnered up with, if you don't have someone significant in your life to share your life with and you're putting it off for whatever reason, I don't think you can anymore. I think you really have to find you know, your little weirdo to live with <laughs> because <laughs> it, it makes your adventure so much more memorable for the other person and vice versa. And I think you're going to need it tactically uh, to, yeah. to really move on and do this properly. This is not going to be an individual timeline that we're all going to be, you know, having these own individuals, individual lives like we did before the last 20 years. You know, people have been kind of living solidarily, not getting married, living a single life financially it's going to be a mother okay that's going to be very tough to do and then you have to think tactically about it but when you have these trauma traumatic experiences alone it's it's very difficult to uh to make it i, I think you need somebody else that can kind of 
psychologically nut up with you. Yep. Yep. Fully agree. Yeah. Go out and get your feet. Get your. Uh, yeah. Find your. Find your tribe, people. You know, yeah. George Norrie started up his uh, ghost to ghost, uh, or what? He's got his oh, yeah. uh, his yeah. uh, dating site for UFO yeah. experiences, or oh, dude, dude, I checked it out. I was on it. Uh, oh. a mu- I was on it a month ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We got to get into this here just for a second. Are you saying that you had a profile on George Norrie's uh, dating site? I, I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I only okay. spent I only spent one night on online dating before I found my girlfriend. And, one night uh, and your I world found, changed. Yeah, I found her that night. I messaged her, and and our world changed. Boom. That's done. Yep. Yeah, yep. and that really I mean we're bearing the lead here is that uh, things have changed for you romantically. Yeah, the driftwood. Oh, oh the, yeah. The lonely yeah. driftwood man is no more. Yeah, <laughs> the low, the lone beach wolf has found a mate. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to cue in some uh, some bird chirping music here on top of this. Um, that's that's fantastic. So you have, I mean, you're the perfect example now of somebody who's paired up with someone that you have something in common with that can look at your experiences and say, hey. I've got yep. maybe my own thing going on. I totally understand what you're going on. I don't want to do yep. this alone. This is far too weird in the 3D world to do this alone. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We we are we are so there. We are so synced up uh, yeah. that way. It it's just oh what a like refresh refreshment would would like I think we can both take like huge deep breaths now <laughs> like we have someone to yeah. just like hey, hey you hey you you know okay let's let's talk about this let's experience this together let's yeah. let's let's experience this uh, you know 3D yeah. reality together and yeah. and and get into the 4D 5D and yeah. and 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 we can do this we can do this yeah uh, yeah so uh wow and yeah it's it's been a long time for for both of us but uh here we are so we're we're happy to have found each other mm. so yeah and uh yeah that's great there, there there are people out there for you people single people i'm sorry ladies he's taken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you yeah. know the other interesting um and congratulations again the other interesting oh thanks thing that uh this affects is and i don't know if you had to deal with this or not i don't know what your uh religious or spiritual persuasion is but a lot of people end up going to their uh, parish or their pastor and talking to them about these events that happen to them and i've spoken to these guys and gals and women and children and um they are you know they're never laughed at. I've never heard anybody say, "Oh, they laughed me out of the pew." It, it's never like that. It's um, it's always either sussed up as being something nefarious or demonic that right. they need to pray away, or they have some kind of emotional <clears throat> hurdle that uh, they're basically putting a a placeholder on as this incident that didn't happen. Right. Right. And yeah. So well, you, I mean. Oh, well, I mean, the, the, the pray the way, pray the, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Tim always, Tim said, uh, pray the gray away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that works. It works. 
you know, in these, in these, in these circumstances, in these experiences, uh, belief is, is such a, a strong, um, I don't know, like a shield or, or, or a sword anyways, like, like you can, you can make these, uh, experiences stop whether you have a christian belief or a muslim belief or a or a flying spaghetti monster belief like uh belief is 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 kind of key into dealing with these things um whether it says you know that uh, one particular religion or spirituality mm-hmm. is correct you know with the with the success of of like uh, um abolishing these things out of your life Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's belief is, uh, is, is very key. Mm-hmm. And that was the weird thing about, you know, about my experiences. I, I didn't have any particular belief back then. I was still in this flux mm-hmm. of, <clears throat> of trying to figure stuff out. And so I didn't have that kind of uh, uh, particular tool in, in my box to deal with it. Um, I do now, so yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, it uh, it can be hard uh, when you're when you're in that particular box of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of limitation in in terms of you know uh, being uh, part of a of certain religion and and not having a, a wider extended. Um, right perspective uh, uh of uh of people to 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 bounce these things off of uh, yeah and then you know i i was married briefly for someone who was uh, a baptized catholic so i got to know the catholic church uh through their lens and there is uh you know out of any of the faiths that i had investigated they were at least the most tolerable of talking about it you know, generally Protestants don't even want to speak about it because they're merely looking into the insurance of salvation. But the Catholics, however, ooh, there's something loud that just went by you. Um, <laughs> I've been having trucks and cars go by me the whole time. There's a, you know, I would love to say that, uh, you know, I could see the Vatican Treasury to see exactly what they have mm. in store, but they definitely know more than the rest of us about these things and yeah. uh be interesting to to find out um what they would do now one of the interesting things here a little digression is that i saw footage of um donald trump jr asking the president his dad about area 51 and if i can i'll oh. play the i'll play the quote here during the show but uh he asked him specific no he asked him about roswell um which okay. i thought was out of left field and I think Trump's response... Was this to, recent? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Recently, like just a, a real informal <clears throat> sit-down with his dad, asking him about Roswell and what was going on there. And his dad said, well, I'll tell you, it's a real interesting place now. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever that means, I don't know. Yeah, but, well, uh, yeah. You know, as far as privilege and power is concerned within families... Uh, I don't come from that. You do a little bit. And, uh, I mean, not... You've talked a little bit about that with me in the show, as far as your dad's connection mm-hmm. to, to programs like this. But mm-hmm. you never felt comfortable. Uh, you you never got into a specific spot with your father uh, regarding talking about this openly. Is that correct? I tried. Yeah. I tried 
uh, you know, when I, it was only, it was just last year that I, that I uncovered all that. It was new to me and I uncovered it for myself and I tried. He was, he was a, he was pretty much a closed book on it. I don't know why. Um, like I, I, I suspected he knew more than, uh, um, than even, even the, uh, even what I uncovered, um, mm-hmm. I, I suspected he knew more of, right. of what happened, but, uh, he, he just, he just wouldn't. And, and he passed away right. you know, three months, months ago. Mm-hmm. And now that book is closed. So, yeah. yeah. Now I had an yeah. aunt that, uh, had aliens land in her backyard and, yeah. um, they saw grays walk across 101 here on the coastline and the in Oregon, uh, all sorts of well, two specific things like that. And I think they even had a Bigfoot thing uh, on or near the same property going something to the effect of the Sasquatch was going through their trash. Um, mm-hmm. Now, these were family stories that uh, typically were, you know, you had to get them around a family reunion. I wish I would have taken more time to sit down with my Aunt Bernie uh, and, and get this all on record with them because... These are the kind of stories that, yeah, they're uncomfortable to talk about. And, like, you know, they may shoot me down and not want to do it. But I'm telling you, you, you have to take those risks because uh, eventually it's good for them to talk about. And yeah. uh, there's information in there that uh, they want to uncover even subconsciously or consciously with them. So uh, I urge anybody... If you know somebody that has an incredible story, pull them aside at the next Zoom reunion or however you're meeting virtually now or personally. Um, definitely think of doing that. Would you agree, Alex, that, you know, take that chance of being shot down and ask them about that event? Oh, please do. Please mm-hmm. do. Um, experiencers of, of, uh, of these events, um, <laughs> we need we need people to talk to i didn't i didn't have anybody to talk to for the longest time i had very very few people to talk to about some of these experiences mm-hmm. and and it killed me i mm-hmm. i needed to i needed to bust forth i needed to just like mm-hmm. you know just someone who i don't even it didn't they didn't even need to understand it as long as they were just like there with a, an open ear and and no judgment then right yeah if you can be that person to someone else mm-hmm. please please take that step yeah for sure even if you're yeah. just slightly curious um about a small detail and don't necessarily want to hear the whole story you're probably going to have to you know most likely hear the whole story hopefully you want to yeah. but there needs to be a certain level of authenticity you know i talk a little bit about that in the al moon lab as far as approaching these extended experiencers it needs to be with the right motives because yeah everything's going to suss out your motives the supernatural and the people that are having these experiences they can smell it from a mile away if there's blood in the water and you're after only blood yeah. So, yeah. What, everyone... what did that that one guy said? Are you authentic or something? Like oh that? yeah, yeah. 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 He said um, when a researcher came out to his property, the first question that the experiencer said to the researcher before he stepped foot on his property, and these guys didn't know each other. They just he had a, a Sasquatch hotspot, 
and the researcher was there to investigate. And the first question out of uh, the dude's mouth to the researcher was, are you real? Which right. caught this are researcher totally off guard. Like, okay, does he think I'm a hologram? What the hell's yeah. going on? <laughs> but it was, it was a peak. It was a window into the phenomena sussing out motives and pure intent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is wild, right? I mean, it's way more Zen Buddhist than the average crypto, you know. Oh, it totally uh, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's where you got to be. And you got to have a, I think you have to have a sense of humor to it. It reminds me of um, uh, Les Stroud is always talking about being approached about his experiences with Bigfoot. And he said, you know, I don't mind if people come ask me about my Sasquatch opinion or my experiences or why I'm interested in it. He goes, but when people ask me at a cocktail party to the effect of like, are you really looking at that Bigfoot stuff? I want to hear more. He goes, that I just can't tolerate it. You know, these people are setting you up for a joke and, uh, and you can... You know what are you going to do with it? It's just a, it's such a waste of time. It, have, it is. It's just yeah. a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, being being an experiencer, you you get to know you you get to uh, sense mm-hmm. of of people's intent um, mm-hmm. regarding this and, and regarding inquiry. And yeah, it's for me, it's very fast. Oh, I'm going to shut you down, and and we'll talk about something else. Or, or yeah, I'm going to open mm. up to you because because I, I can feel your authenticity in your intent. Yeah, yeah. And the I guess my final thoughts in it is is it uh, as an experiencer, someone who has tasted God, <laughs> you, you now have cherry a... flavored, cherry flavored God, cherry flavored God. It tastes like kelp. Yeah. <laughs> umami <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's sad to say this but you've grown up way too quick no matter how old you are you you you've tasted uh the afterlife to a degree you've tasted what's yeah. beyond the flesh so you've grown up too quick but i also believe you know you're never given more than you can handle so my mm-hmm. advice of course is that um you know when to shut up and uh you know don't throw your pearls before swine uh you know save save your fire and uh yeah. not everybody needs to hear your story not everybody deserves to hear your story and try to figure out real quick uh who you're going to talk to about this and it may not be in your family um you know, I, it probably won't be. Probably won't be. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can call me. In fact, write me an email at yeah. strangebrowradio at gmail.com and we can talk yeah. on or off the air. Uh, you know, and just to point out, you don't have to give your name. Uh, you can you can write me anonymously. Uh, more and more of you are doing that uh, these days, so I appreciate that. So you can always go anonymous. Um, being on the show doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you and I have to record anything. I can just talk to you as well. I could put you on the phone with Alex if you feel like uh, this is someone that you feel better equipped with. I mean, you have a network. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, if if people want to contact me, they're more than welcome to. Alex Whitcomb at gmail.com. 
Yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah, not a, I, I'm I'm not an abductee, and you yeah. are. Uh, so yeah. That, yeah. I, how can I help you with that? I, I think I can refer you to someone like Alex, and uh, we can move in that direction. But um, you know, the ghost and cryptid world, we can talk all day about that and how to how to move yeah. in that direction and begin to understand it. But um, I just think that the UFO world is so much more exotic. It's, uh, I mean, to have an, to have an abduction <laughs> like that, I don't know how that changed you, Alex. I imagine, you know. Oh, it's dude. It's still changing me. It really is. It 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 didn't change me in one lump sum. Right. Um, uh, I'm still getting all of these micro changes that uh, that happen down the line, and uh, it, yeah, it for one experience it's it's affecting me um lifelong it really is yeah yeah and 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 i and i choose to mm. to to have it affect me in in mm. in positive positive beneficial ways so yeah. yeah yeah that's 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 where i steer it towards there is uh the last point here i was looking over this these john mack notes that uh, i wrote my show notes before the show and uh john mack comes away with this uh venn diagram of four different circles that are connected the first circle is the people that were present at the event those that witnessed magic the second circle is those that hear from the first circle about what happened to them and they believe them to a degree and then the third circle is the audience uh, that is listening to this that are open to the possibilities now that would be the audience listening to our conversation mm-hmm. um, we would be somewhere between the first circle and the second circle but the fourth one is the biggest circle which is the society and the culture uh, shifting around what has happened to the first three circles so that's where I'd like hmm. to take the show for the remainder of the year is affecting the culture as much as we can, as authentic as we can. And, you know, we're still figuring this show out. I mean, this show was started in a pub at a pizza parlor in the little town of Lieberg, Oregon, based upon the fact that I wanted to hang out and hear Bigfoot stories. And now it's turned into all this other stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm still uh, trying to figure out the tone of the show and where everything fits in um, technically wise I think we're a way better than we were six months ago but as far as the structure of the show and, and discussing topics like this uh, there needs to be a sense of levity and fun to it because otherwise we'll all go crazy but at the same time I, I really want to be able to reach down there and say that this show affects people on a on a real you know a real basis so mm-hmm. Hopefully we can continue to do that. Hopefully we did that today with you and you can hear that uh, we're experiencers and ears and voices uh, and neighbors uh, going through this together with you. And um, that's what I wanted to say about this. Any final thoughts at all, Alex? Yeah, you got it there. You got it there. Yeah, <laughs> if, uh, yeah. Um... If, if, yeah, I'll just reiterate, you know, if you're alone with this and, and it's eating you up, just, it, just get out and talk to someone that, uh, that you feel you can. Yeah. Especially yeah. nowadays, um, more, more now than ever. If, uh, you need someone to uh, talk to about everything that's going on with you, uh, regarding, 
some experience, uh, unbelievable or even not, um, shoot an email to uh, what's your email again, Alex? <laughs> uh, it's Alex Whitcomb. So A L E X W I T C O M B E at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, and strangebrowradio at gmail.com. Even just to float an idea or a concept or like, hey, my mother-in-law said this bitchy thing to me. I feel like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's that personal, you yeah. don't even have to leave your name. I, I kind of know how to, and you know how to think about this issue. And maybe between the two of us, we can get you out of uh, damage you know, damage control <laughs> to some degree <laughs> if it's gone down that road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hey, if, if you like time travel and want to talk about time travel, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. Well, that's it for me, man. I um, I appreciate cool, yeah. you uh, doing another episode with me. And like I well, said, let's, if... let's not wait as long. Next let's time. not. No, no, even even if love is blossoming all around, um, yes. we will uh, find a way to do that. I am on my way out the door to uh, Montana, and we are going to... Are you Mont- going vortexing? We're going vortexing, and yeah. then we are heading unexpectedly. <laughs> Here's the story here, is that I'd never used Airbnb before, and there yeah. are two towns. There is... Great Falls, Montana, and then there is Columbia Falls, Montana. Well, I booked us a room in Great Falls, Montana, which is three and a half hours away from where we need to be. So we are going still to the Vortex. That is still happening for a couple days. And then we will cross over Glacier National Park to outside of Helena, Montana, to the Airbnb, which I accidentally booked and cannot oh. get us out from under. Ah, so <laughs> there uh, okay. there could be fate in the works. Maybe we were never hey, supposed never to stay. Know. You know what I you mean? Know. I have I, to look no. at it. No, me and my girlfriend we were talking about this just the other day. Cause like uh, We forgot something. We were supposed to do that day. And we're like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe maybe we're supposed to do it at some other point. And maybe there's a, a mini adventure there that we're oh. supposed to take advantage of. You know? I totally yeah. agree. That's yeah. a good egg that you got that thinks that way. So yeah. <laughs> um, show notes from that. I'll be rolling uh, as much audio and video as I can, especially at the Vortex where they had a sighting two days ago, um, a Sasquatch sighting. But they also had a grizzly bear sighting, which is a little disconcerting for possibilities of uh, of doing night walks. So um, yeah. I'll do what I can in that direction. Joe uh, Hauser is a really good guy about uh, people coming in and experiencing his little yeah. baby along with his wife. So that will be happening from the 12th to the 16th, and then we'll uh, be back here. However, if there's any delay on a show coming out on Monday. I don't think there will be this week, but uh, if for some chance that, that that does occur and there is a delay, it is because uh, I'm busy getting stuff ready for the next show and Alex is uh, busy building Sarah and um, so we, we got a lot going on and I appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you, dude. Good <laughs> talking to you. Uh, yeah, definitely. 
All right, my friend. Cheers, and uh, let's yep. do it again. Yep. I'm going to go pour this kelp, kelp stout out on the lawn. Maybe it, it'll uh, grow the lawn a little better. There you go. All right. <laughs> okay. See ya. Cheers, Bye. man. Bye. All right. Thanks again, Alex. And do check out Drifted Creations and his beast, his, his Driftwood beast, including uh, Sarah the Velociraptor, Drifted Creations on Facebook, and he's getting a website put together. And while you're on websites, check out strangebrowradio.com. Again, if you can, go to the YouTube channel. Just click the uh, like buttons on some of the videos. And if you're a real listener, uh, go through all the videos and click the uh, thumbs up button on the YouTube videos that you may have already seen. doesn't really help me if you hit the thumbs down button. If you don't have anything nice to say, right? Don't say it all. Um, but if you have any questions, of course, or critiques, get a hold of me at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest yourself, get a hold of me also at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your story. If you don't want to be on air or you want to go anonymous, we have all those resources. But I uh, would love to hear from you. Also, I'm headed out the door. So excuse me for my briefness. But we are uh, heading out towards, as I said, Montana Vortex, home of uh, strange anomalies that happen every day, including a, a recent sighting, I hear. So for Patreon members, they'll uh, be getting some exclusive videos that I won't be posting up anywhere else uh, from that trip there and talking one-on-one with Joe and going over uh, Glacier National Park will be uh, a new adventure for me. So I'll have that all for patreon.com forward slash strange brow radio members okay that's it we'll see you next week take care of yourself and as always i will see you in the trees <laughs>